Well, it seems like every week we get another downward revision for economic growth in Canada. Today, it's the Organization of Economic Cooperation and Development and the CIBC both dropping their forecast for this year. With more on the implication, joined by Michael Campbell, the host of Canada's top-rated financial show, Money Talks, right here on News Talk 980 CKNW. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm great, Sean. Hey, by the way, yeah, you are absolutely right. This is just the OECD and CIBC today everyone's dropping their forecast for the year. And, and this is really troublesome. You know, if you notice, all the way along, Sean, they tell us stuff like, hey, well, it's next quarter, the next half is going to get much better, and it never seems to materialize. And, and that should worry people. This should be a really big story today. Well, let's start with what the forecasts are, Michael. Well, I mean, and that you're right. It, it, OECD says 1.5% growth. Mm. Uh, CIBC says 1.4% growth. Uh, Royal Bank's a little more optimistic, 1.8% growth. I can tell you, that doesn't get it done. Uh, you know, you give a quick projection here. If we're not growing at over 2%, something like 2.2, what we're doing is further eroding our ability to meet our social programs. Uh, healthcare is the one that seems to be in the news these days. Yes. Uh, you know, it's just not fast enough. Okay, so what's going on? Why, why the downward revisions? Why, why is this happening? I, I think um, a lot of the mainstream... Uh, econo- economists and financial institutions completely blew the significance of both the resource and the oil. I'm, I'm proud to say that right from the get-go, I said, you're missing it if you think it's just an oil decline. It's also a resource decline right across the board. So there was no bright spot in mining or potash or something like that. And of course, then oil, I think, has a much bigger impact throughout the country. It's not just sort of an oil sands deal. It's not just an Alberta deal. Uh, you know, we know that literally tens of thousands of jobs in manufacturing are in Ontario related to the oil sands. If you look at uh, Vancouver, I think there's 14,000 in the lower mainland that are related. So I think the fallout has been more severe uh, than people anticipated. And, and sorry, just one more quick thing, Sean. You know, Stephen Polos, head of the Bank of Canada, was sort of really nailed when he called the first, uh, he, he predicted that the first quarter would be atrocious in yes. terms of growth. Atrocious, and, yeah. And a lot of guys like Douglas Porter, BMO, you know, very critical of that. Well, he was right. Polis was right. It was atrocious. The worst performance in six years, an actual contraction of the overall economy. And the most worrisome thing, and I think which has spurred uh, some of these downward revisions for the rest of the year, is it didn't get better. It wasn't just sort of a January problem or even a February problem. No, March also contracted. And that was uh, way worse than sort of analysts' predictions for that month. So here we are heading into the second quarter without any momentum whatsoever. But, Mike, people hear this stuff and their eyes glaze over. Yeah. They, they shrug their shoulders, you know, statistics, numbers, blah, blah, blah. So, so why should we pay attention? I was just going to say, did you just describe my life? <laughs> <laughs> You're quite right. I, I sort of go nuts because I want people to pay attention to this stuff, uh, whether it's because, for example, uh, interest rates are not, be going, are not going up in this environment. Well, that has a huge impact on people. Uh, second thing, the currency is probably going to go down here. You know, and again, anybody who's traveling, anybody who's buying imported goods like fruits and vegetables, they're going to feel a direct impact. Here's the other one that I think is completely blown here. This is going to have a very negative impact on government revenues. Obviously, the stronger the economic growth, the more government's taken in revenues. And this comes at a time, as I just alluded to, you know, there's pressures for health care funding, uh, all sorts of other services. And, and I do find it ironic, Sean, that some of the very people who sort of are big advocates for big government 
are the ones who are so uh, sort of disinterested in economic growth. And in fact, they rally against it a lot of times. And one more, because I don't want to forget these people, they regularly are. We got 1.3 million people without jobs in this country. You know, a weaker economy is hardly good news for them. Uh, yeah, I hear this all the time too, uh, Michael, and I try to make this point on the radio and say, well, okay, you want good social programs. I hear that the, the yep. demands for more spending all the time. You have to focus on the economy. But but talk to me about debt too, Mike, because there's also another report on the record amount of debt carried by Canadians. Yeah, at $1.82 trillion now. Wow. And here's the thing that I think is kind of interesting. You know, 70% of that is mortgage debt, so I'm not so worried about that at all because, you know, mortgage or rather housing prices have been going up uh, even faster than the sort of the 5% jump in sort of the amount we have in mortgage loans. As I say, that's not, you know, there's good debt and there's bad debt. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about businesses or governments or individuals. You know, so people are buying assets that are appreciating. You know, I got, I got no problems with them. It's that smaller proportion. You know, if you're borrowing just sort of for operating costs or, or maybe you borrowed for that vacation and you've got an outstanding credit card debt, which is about, you know, 14% of this, uh, I'm a little worried for them. You know, so it's not some sort of blanket, I don't care. Uh, but here's, here's one other thing. Keep in mind that any debt, Sean, is really worth spending tomorrow's earnings today. Yes. That's what it is. Well, by the nature of it, if you have a big debt load, then we are taking away from economic growth in the future, obviously at a time when we need more. Well, one last question, Mike. I, I did hear your comment this morning on the impact of slower population growth on, uh, on the economy. What's the issue there? Well, really ignored on this because, uh, you know, if you look back in the last 50 years, a ton of our economic growth has been linked to new people, you know, whether it's birth rate or whether it's immigration, what have you. Obviously, the bigger the population, they're buying more homes, they're buying more goods, that kind of stuff. But that's reversing now. We're going to have a slower rate of growth in the population. And, and uh, Mercer International, for example, did a study, uh, I think it was in January they released it, and basically saying the next 50 years... Um, are going to have about half the growth rate, actually more than half the growth rate of the past 50. Because one of the big, big reasons is that our population growth is slowing. And my complaint about this stuff is I don't mind what people's opinions or points of view are, but my goodness, we've got to accept the reality, and we've got to plan for it. And, uh, you know, the comment you're alluding to is I've been saying for a number of years, we are irrationally complacent about economic growth. And ask them right now in Alberta how that's working out. Ask them right now uh, in the manufacturing sector in Ontario how that's working out. Because the foundation of our prosperity, of our standard of living, our ability to deliver uh, services for government comes with stronger economic growth. So we've got a big challenge, and we're not even talking about it. Absolutely. Must leave it there. Good to talk to you, Mike. I did take a breath there. Thanks, Sean. I know you did. Michael <laughs> Campbell, the host of Canada's top-rated financial show, Saturday mornings. It's Money Talks here on News Talk 980 CKNW.